0: live by every word that is the challenge and the opportunity the bible gives to you this program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of god himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives this is live by every word thanks for joining me today here on live by every word i'm dwight falk this is trumpet radio 101.3 kpcg and we're online at KPCG.fm, have a live link at the trumpet.com. All of our podcasts are available at those locations or wherever you like to get your podcasts. Well most people have heard about Noah's Ark. You probably have too. There are many children's books about Noah and the Ark. When I was younger, I even went to a water park named Noah's Ark at the time. I think they said it was the biggest in in the world, I guess. I don't know if they still say that, but Noah's Ark's popular in so many ways and and stories and and theme parks and things like that. There's even a um, popular Ark Encounter attraction in Kentucky. So a lot of people have been to see that also. But uh, what can we learn from that history from Noah? And building the ark. It, it, sometimes it becomes sort of just a fairy tale to people. And, but it is biblical history. It did happen. And there's important lessons for us to learn when we think about Noah's ark. The Bible records that mankind at that time, at the time of Noah, had turned to evil continually. That's what they were continually thinking about and doing. That was the society that Noah and his family lived in. They lived in a very evil world. It was horrible. And this is recorded in Genesis 6. We have some passages to look up, so if you have a, a Bible handy, it'd be good to get that out. We could look at these together and, and really think about and consider the time that Noah was living in. Genesis 6 and verse 5, it says, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. That's how bad it was. Just constantly thinking about evil. Verse 6, And it repented the eternal that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. That's an interesting point. How often do we consider how much evil causes God to grieve? you know when i think of grieving because of evil um what comes to mind a lot of times is uh, the parents of school shooting victims you know well there's been just uh, quite a few of those unfortunately over the years and they come up in the news from time to time and you see the footage you see the parents just grieving and crying i mean it's such a horrific event and uh, they have a lot of grief because of it. It's heartbreaking to see that. That's that's what I think of, I guess, when I think of grieving because of evil, because of what it's done. Well, God here was grieved in his heart because of the evil of man, because of what man had done and what they were doing. And and it was so evil that it grieved God at his heart. And that's uh, uh, pretty intense when you think about the emotion there. Verse 7, the Eternal said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repents me that I have made them. And there was so much evil that God just wanted to stop. It was so bad he just wanted to stop. You know, people were just causing each other so much pain, so much suffering, so much grief, That just needed to stop. There was so much evil. And God was grieved because of how bad it had gotten. And this is the time period that Noah was living in. In verse 8, it says, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the eternal. And verse 9 shows that Noah walked with God. So that's something to really stop and consider. All that evil was going around everywhere. The whole earth, which is full of evil continually. And yet here's a man, Noah, walking with God in the midst of all that evil. In the midst of all that evil, here's somebody that was going to go the right direction. Wasn't going to be swayed by the evil of the society around him. Second Peter 2 and verse 5 records that Noah was a preacher of righteousness. He lived... According to God's word, he preached it, and he was doing that in the midst of a world that was thinking about evil continually and committing evil continually. So bad that God had to wipe it out. But here's Noah. Here's one man and leading his family and striving to obey God. The correspondence course, this is a free uh, Bible correspondence course of thetrumpet.com that you can sign up for. Talking about Noah, it says he obeyed God. And preached obedience to his commandments, but no one would listen. <laughs> no one would listen. You know, imagine the the negative peer pressure there. You know, Everybody's going a different direction, going the wrong direction. And here Noah is walking with God. He's a preacher of righteousness. And he tried to warn people, but no one would listen. No one would listen. And yet he continued to walk with God. Now that takes real faith to do that. Because everything he could see around him was evil. But he knew that God's way was the right way, and that's the way he was walking. Noah walked with God when the whole society around him did evil continually. And we have to really stop and think about that. I mean, do we have the faith to follow God in a world of evil? There are so many problems in this world. you know, Homelessness, drug addiction. Uh, violence, as we mentioned earlier with the school shootings and things, and that's in America. What about the other nations that have uh, less wealth? And They have a lot of problems, too. It's it's everywhere. Evil. Uh, Do we have the faith to follow God in a world of evil? You know, maybe we think about faith in relation to doing something, you know, very spectacular— Like, um, you know, Peter, when he walked on water for a brief time, that's pretty amazing. Um, But we have to have the faith to walk with God daily. That's what Noah was doing. He was walking with God. He was walking with God, and that's a day-to-day process. And maybe it doesn't seem all that remarkable in the moment sometimes, but, you know, making a choice to walk with God, but it's a huge thing. And it takes a lot of faith to continually go that way, even when... Society around us isn't. And it's not. It's not walking with God today. There's a lot of evil. And so God gave Noah this really incredible project. He said, you know, I need you to build this ark. Now that would take incredible faith to complete. He had been walking with God and he continued to and so as God looked at Noah and considered him and Noah found grace in his eyes, he gave him this job. And notice Genesis 6 and verse 14. He said, Make you an ark of gopher wood. Rooms shall you make in the ark, and shall pitch it within and without with pitch. And this is the fashion which you shall make it of. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, the breadth 50 cubits, and the height of it 30 cubits. A window shall you make to the ark, and in a cubit shall you finish it above. He goes on to explain and describe how to build it and all the dimensions. And then in verse 17, it says, And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth, God talking here, the Word who became Christ, to destroy all flesh wherein is the breath of life from under heaven, and everything that is in the earth shall die. Now, again, You know, if a person were to read verse 17 there and just out of context, that that could seem kind of, you know, uh, strong, I guess. But remember, I mean, the evil was so bad, it had to be solved. It had to be stopped. You know, we can think about it maybe like if we come across some area uh, in our home that's just, you know, it's gotten dirty or something. We need to clean it up. oh, boy, I just got to clean this up. You know, I've got to get all the the filth out of here. Well, the earth had gotten so bad so full of evil it had to be cleaned up it had to be clean and so God had to uh, take some pretty strong measures because of how terrible the evil had become and this was some heavy prophecy that Noah received and a major responsibility as well and without faith Noah would have never done this job remember the whole society around him was living an evil lifestyle And the people were lawless. And here Noah is to build an ark because God told him to. The whole world is going away where they rejected God at that time. And here he's doing something because God told him to. And then notice verse 22. Thus did Noah, according to all that God commanded him, so did he. So he did it. He built this ark. He built this ark. And... This is how Noah demonstrated his faith in God. He did what God told him to do. And that's a great lesson for us in terms of faith. No matter what was going on around him, no matter how things looked, no matter what the pressure was from other people, he simply did what God told him to do. He did it. That's how Noah demonstrated his faith in God. He did what God told him to do. Notice James 2 and verse 18. This is a great passage to remember. James 2 and verse 18, talking about faith. James says, yes, a man may say, you have faith and I have works. He says, show me your faith without your works. I will show you my faith by my works. So, you know, how do we know that Noah had faith? Because God told him to build the ark, and Noah built the ark. God told him to do something, and he did it. And, of course, he was walking with God, so he'd been living by faith before this, which is why he could be used in this way. But he, he did what God said. One valuable lesson from Noah's life is that he had faith-filled works. Faith-filled works. He did works based upon his faith in God's word. God told him to build an ark. He built an ark. That was faith. Faith-filled works. Faith in action. The correspondence course notes this. It says, Notice that Noah did something. Noah had his part to do before he could receive God's promise of salvation from the flood. Faith in actions. Obedience. Go hand in hand. You know, I mean, just consider if... God had told Noah, look, I'm going to, you know, destroy everything with a flood because of the evil. And uh, you need to build an ark. And Noah said, oh, I I believe God's going to do that. But then he didn't build the ark. Well, Noah would have died, wouldn't he? He had to do something. It wasn't enough to just, you know, believe God and say, yeah, I believe that's true. Then he had to act on it. He had to do something. And so that happens a lot in this life for people that God's working with. He says, you know, do something. Here's what you need to do. And some people do. And then some people, they say, well, I I believe what God says, but then they don't follow it. They don't do it. So faith-filled works is what we need. If we really have faith, I mean, the measure of it's going to be by what we do. What we do, do we have faith-filled actions? You know, and Noah had to wait a while. You know, he he believed God and he had faith in God's promise, but God didn't fulfill his promise immediately. And this is where sometimes people get into some trouble is they say, well, God promised it, but I don't see it yet. You know, how long did it take actually for God to send the flood? Well, it took a while. (laughs) You can look at Genesis 5 and verse 32, compare that with Genesis 7 verse 11. And you get a timetable there, and you see that Noah was building the ark for about 100 years. 100 years. You know, sometimes people will say, well, you know, I've I've heard about God's prophecies, but, uh, you know, about what's going to happen before the second coming of Christ. But, you know, I heard that 20 years ago, and Christ isn't here yet. 20 years. <laughs> That's nothing. This was 100 years. That's longer than most people live today. And Noah, he walked with God before that, and he walked with God during that time, and then he walked with God after that. He just kept walking with God. And he he didn't waver. He built the ark. It took about 100 years. And so we can't abandon God's promises or his truth or his work just because we don't see something fulfilled in a year or two or 10 or whatever we might think. You know, just imagine if Noah had given up in 10 years. (laughs) You know, if he was 10 years into building the ark and said, come on, you know, this is, I, I'm not going to do this anymore. Or what if he had given up in 95 years or 99 years? You know, we get the point. It's um, something where faith has to continue until God delivers what he promised. We can't lose faith and we can't stop doing God's work. Noah sets us an awesome example of that. It was 100 years that he was building the ark and warning people and nobody listened. Nobody listened. And they continued on in their evil. Notice Hebrews 11. Here are the faith chapter. Hebrews 11, it talks about Noah. In verse 7, it says, By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world, and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Noah had faith in what God said. You know, he didn't see the flood yet. And his faith in God caused Noah to move, to prepare an ark. He had these faith-filled works. He was moved with fear, it says. And he he got busy doing what God had told him to do. You know, remember we read in James 2.18, I will show you my faith by my works. Noah showed his faith to the world for a hundred years by building that ark. It was by his works, and people could see it. If they came around, I guess, they could see him building that ark, and, you know, did they question whether or not he believed God? Now they wouldn't question that, I don't think at all. Now, they may not have believed him, (laughs) believed Noah, you know, obviously the... The the results and the fruits of it is that people didn't believe him, but still, he clearly believed God. They could see the ark he was building. He was showing them his faith by his works. You can go through and read the rest of um, Genesis 7. You see, of course, that the flood did come. It did come. God saved Noah and his family alive, and of course, through them, mankind was able to uh, repopulate. And so... He did uh, tremendous works. They were faith-filled works. Now, Christ gives us a really important warning that uh, involves this history of Noah. And this is in Luke 17, and we'll read verses 26 and 27. It says, And as in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. So just like it was in the days of Noah, how was it? Well, we read about that earlier in Genesis. There was evil continually. Is there evil continually today? Of course there is. It's so bad that a lot of people say, well, there is no right versus wrong. It's, it's whatever you feel like doing. Well, that's evil. Because there is clearly an right and a wrong, and the Bible defines it. But Christ said here, it's going to be just like that before he returns. It's going to be just like it was in the days of Noah. Verse 27, he describes it. They did eat, they drank, they married wives. They were given in marriage. None of those things on their own are wrong, but they were obviously doing them in an incorrect way. It says, until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. You know, Christ knows about that history. He's the God of the Old Testament. He was the one talking to Noah. So again, he warned that society today would be just like it was in the days of Noah. And you can look around, and I think that's um, not too hard to discern that society is thinking about evil continually. So we have to look at Noah and then say, okay, do we have the faith to walk with God and to do God's work even when society around us is all going the other direction? And like it says in James, to in verse 18, that we have to show our faith by our works, by doing God's work. Noah's example is really spectacular, and it should give us a lot of encouragement to know that, that a person can walk with God, even in the midst of an evil society, and keep working and working and working until Christ returns. That's all the time we have for this edition of Live By Every Word. Thank you for spending some of your time with me today. I'm Dwight Falk. Until next time, let's all strive to more perfectly live by every word of God. You've been listening to Live By Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm and thetrumpet.com.